Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the Relevant Radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org. Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for Friday of the 33rd week in Ordinary Time. The topic is A House of Prayer. Part 1. Jesus Expels the Merchants from the Temple. Today's first reading from the Book of Maccabees recounts how Judas Maccabeus and his brothers defeated a superior Gentile army. Following their victory in the field, Judas and his brothers decided to cleanse and rededicate the sanctuary of the temple, which had been profaned by the Gentiles. It was dedicated with songs and harps and lutes and cymbals. All the people fell on their faces and worshipped and blessed heaven who had prospered them. So they celebrated the dedication of the altar for eight days and offered burnt offerings with gladness. They offered a sacrifice of deliverance and praise. They decorated the front of the temple with golden crowns and small shields. They restored the gates and the chambers for the priests and furnished them with doors. There was very great gladness among the people, and the reproach of the Gentiles was removed. Judas, his brothers, and the leaders of Israel declared that the dedication of the altar would be commemorated every year in that season. After so many years of humiliation, the chosen people gave heartfelt thanks to God for their long-awaited deliverance. The Gospel for today's Mass records the holy indignation of Jesus at the commercialization of the temple. He expels the merchants from the sacred precincts, which they have turned into a marketplace. The book of Exodus commanded the Israelites not to enter the temple empty-handed, but to bring some victim to be sacrificed. To make this easier for people who had to travel a certain distance, a veritable market developed in the temple courtyards, with animals being bought and sold for sacrificial purposes. Originally, this may have made sense. But seemingly, as time went on, commercial gain became the dominant purpose of this buying and selling of victims. Probably the priests themselves and temple servants benefited from this trade or even operated it. The net result was that the temple looked more like a livestock mart than a place for meeting God. Filled with a holy zeal for the house of his father, Jesus took action. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all, with the sheep and oxen, out of the temple, and he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. The Lord proclaimed the true purpose of the temple, using a well-known verse from the prophet Isaiah, My house shall be called a house of prayer. Then Jesus added with some bitterness, But you have made it a den of robbers. Our Lord wished to leave us a lasting example of how we should respect sacred places. We should enter the Christian temple 
our churches with great respect for Jesus Christ, who is truly present in the tabernacle. In the words of St. Jose Maria Escrivá, Piety has its own good manners. Learn them. It is a shame to see those pious people who don't know how to assist at Mass, even those who hear it daily, nor how to bless themselves. They make some weird gestures very hurriedly, nor how to bend their knee before the tabernacle. Their ridiculous genuflections seem a mockery, nor how to bow their heads reverently before an image of Our Lady. Part 2. The Temple is a Place of Prayer My house shall be a house of prayer. What a wonderful clarity there is in this unforgettable expression. We have to honor God's intention. Let us go to the Lord's house with love, joy, and deep respect. God himself is waiting for us there. We are all very familiar with the kind of ceremonial associated with state occasions, political life, academic convocations, and sporting events such as the Olympics. We know that these functions have evolved a certain protocol which must be adhered to. This is something that is taken very seriously. These ceremonies are enriched by many details that have to do with dress, with order of precedence, and manner of movement. We find that similar traditional formalities apply to courtship and marriage. When people really care for one another, they show their love in little customary details of affection. Thus the engagement ring is symbolic of the love between a man and a woman. When the man gives his fiancée the ring, he uses a simple ritual act to express his most intimate feelings. The person, after all, is more than a composition of body and soul. He needs to manifest his emotions and beliefs in external actions. When we see someone make a reverent genuflection before the tabernacle, for example, we sense that he or she believes in the presence of God there. The gesture springs from the innermost soul. It helps each and every one of us to have more faith and love. It is edifying to note something St. John Paul II said in this regard. As a young man, he was greatly impressed by the simple and sincere piety of his father. He said the mere fact of seeing him on his knees had a decisive influence on my early years. Christian people manifest their faith in a variety of signs and symbols, in their genuflections, in their tone of voice during the liturgy, in the use of incense, in the respect for sacred ornaments and objects, in the dignity of sacred music. The very splendor of the liturgical components facilitates our homage to God. When we study the artistic treasures of the 16th and 17th centuries, we find that an object's value lies in direct proportion to its relation to the Holy Eucharist. In certain sacred vessels, the artist's labors are evident only after close inspection, as if this art were intended for God alone. 
we should be moved by this kind of love for God towards a stronger faith. The Lord appreciates our greeting whenever we enter His churches. We should greet Him first before anyone else. We should also make the effort necessary to arrive for Holy Mass a few minutes before it begins. How much love do we put into our genuflections? Do we maintain a good posture in the presence of the Lord? Do we show by our actions and behavior that we truly believe in the true presence of the Lord in the tabernacle? Part 3. The Meaning of Authentic Worship The Lord gave Moses very detailed instructions concerning the dignity to be accorded divine worship. He laid down specifications for the construction of the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, and the altar. He gave Moses guidelines for sacred utensils and priestly vestments. He explained the rites of preparation for sacrificial victims. He listed the feasts to be celebrated. God named the tribe and the people who would exercise the priestly function. There on Mount Sinai, God taught His chosen people how to respect the objects used in His cult. The problem was that the Jews were continually being influenced by the pagan religions all around them. God wanted to give His people a profound respect for the sacred. Jesus Christ underlined this teaching with a new spirit. His zeal for the house of God is fundamental to the good news. By throwing the merchants out of the temple, Jesus left no room for doubt about his meaning. He was willing to use strong words in his preaching on this subject. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before swine. It seems that there is an almost ubiquitous denial of anything sacred in our contemporary world. From St. John the Twenty-Third, In our day, a very false opinion is popularized which holds that the sense of religion implanted in men by nature is to be regarded as something adventitious or imaginary, and hence is to be rooted completely from the mind as altogether inconsistent with the spirit of our age and the progress of civilization. How striking it is to note that the propagators of these ideas, who claim to be themselves so highly cultured, receive with such credulity the prognostications of computer programming. Everybody believes that there is someone ruling the universe, someone who is not bound by human knowledge or technology. Again from St. Jose Maria, they have no faith, but they do have superstitions. The Church teaches us that God is our one and only Lord. She has given us detailed instructions for the practice of divine cult. These guidelines are an expression of the Church's love and honor for God. Holy Mother Church wants each of its churches to be an authentic house of prayer. Holy Mass is to be the center and root of Christian life. 
Pastors should see to it that all churches and public oratories where the Blessed Sacrament is reserved remain open for at least several hours in the morning and evening so that it may be easy for the faithful to pray before the Blessed Sacrament. The presence of the Blessed Sacrament should be indicated according to traditional practices, such as by the use of a sanctuary lamp. The Blessed Sacrament should be reserved in a solid, inviolable tabernacle in the middle of the main altar or on a side altar, but in a truly prominent place. It ought to be suitable for private prayer, so that the faithful may easily and fruitfully, by private devotion also, continue to honor our Lord in this sacrament. These practices are first and foremost manifestations of our love for Jesus Christ. They are secondarily intended to be indications of His presence. The pastor, therefore, should here teach that men should be so warmly interested in promoting the worship and honor of God as to be said rather to be jealous of Him than to love Him, in imitation of Him who says, Zeal for thy house has consumed me. In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's scepterpublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.